Okay. Hi, John Troutman here, Truth or Comfort podcast. I'm here with Kara Beckman, and uh, you're a local here in Phoenix, uh, house flipper. Are you a GC, by the way? Not yet. Not yet. Work, working towards it. Anyways, I appreciate you coming here today and being on our podcast and sharing your story with us. So if you could, we'll just jump right in and tell us a little bit how you got started in real estate investing. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you for having me. I'm really happy to be here. So it's funny. My background is actually in patisserie and baking. So almost as far away from real estate as you probably get. Right. Um, so I was a pastry chef for many years and it happened to be... I just graduated culinary school at the time when the economy started to drop. So I work at a restaurant for a few years. It would close. I would work at another restaurant for a few years. It would close. And all of this time, I'm saving money to eventually open up my own bakery. That was my dream. Got it. And um, and it just owning my own bakery seemed a little too limiting. And um, so then I ended up working in retail. Long story short. Okay. So I was back into retail and I thought, this is not what I want to do with my life. I, I love being creative and I'm still saving money to eventually open up this bakery. And then I started going to open houses and I really started to enjoy looking at design and different, different designs. And I thought maybe I should try real estate. Right. And, um, so I would look at houses, I would fall asleep on Zillow looking for houses and at the time. My mom was my only real estate agent that I knew. And so I would just send my mom these houses and we would put in lowball offers and my, um, even to this day, I think just put in an offer because you never know someone's situation. You never know how low they're going to go. Right. Good point. So finally someone accepted my offers, 50,000 under asking and the house was falling apart. Um, cabinets were falling off the kitchen. She was in a wheelchair and I don't think her wheelchair fully fit the hallways. Oh, wow. <laughs> so the drywall was completely destroyed down the hallways. There were bumpers on the corners of the drywall and I just saw potential. I was so excited to have this house and, um, I'm still working full time. And I brought in a few different, I had three contractors bidded. I went with someone who I felt comfortable with and we, was that person the cheapest or you just felt most comfortable? Just curious. They were not the cheapest, but I felt the most comfortable with them. Right. I'd seen some of their work and okay. it was in line with what I wanted to do. It was in line with my vision. And so I went with them and it was, it, everything went great. It was a very smooth remodel. It was a full gut job. Um, but everything went really, really good. It sold in 10 days. Wow. And everyone said, it will not be this easy. It will not be this easy. But I thought, well, it was pretty dang easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, no house was ever that easy again. But I'm so thankful that it was that easy because it really sucked me in. Right. And so that was in 2016. That was my first and only house in 2016. Okay. 2017 comes. And I thought, I, I want to do this again. I, it was just, it was so great. And I enjoyed seeing the process. I enjoyed the process of it. And so that... 2017, I flipped two more houses. I ended up purchasing a rental property because I thought if I want to quit my job, which was the end goal, right. I need passive income. I need some sort of steady income. So I purchased a rental property. And then on my next flip that I started all while working a full-time job. Right. So for the people who say, I don't have the time 
You right. know, I was able to do all of this while working 40 hours for someone else and as many hours as I possibly and physically could outside of that full-time job. But anyways, on the next house, I decided I want to learn more of the construction aspect. Mm -hmm. And so rather than hiring my GC and stepping away, I hired all subcontractors and paid them to teach me how to do everything. Nice. So tell me, like, if you could break that process down, like, where did you find your subs? And then I'm just curious. And then, and then you said, all right, I'm going to pay you extra. Show me how you did, did this. Right. So up to this point, I had subcontractors that I really liked who worked under my general contractors. Um, and then they would leave, but they would call me oh, right. and I'd say, Hey, Kara, do you have another project? I'd right. love to work for you again. I, and to this day, I still use some of those tile guys, um, painters. And so that's how I brought these subs in and then word of mouth. Everybody knows somebody. Right. And so I would interview a few people. Right. And see who was a, a good fit. And funny, in that job, in that project, I changed the ups halfway through. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. A bunch of them? Uh, just two of them. Okay. Switched them out. Okay. Because um, some were just taking a little too long. And I brought others in who had more, just knew more trades. Right. So it made sense in, for a few different reasons. Right. That particular project, it took the longest because, you know, they're, they're spending time teaching me, right. it cost more, um, and I made my lowest profit, but it was probably the most beneficial project right. Right. That I've done um, because that project, it took so long and I would go there before work, I would go there after work, and I'm working at a, a high-end women's retail boutique and I would go to work with paint in my hair. And I thought, <laughs> this is just, you know, if I want to do this, I, I can't keep doing both. Right. And so I ended up quitting my job, took a huge leap of faith for Congratulations. me. Thank you. Yeah. And was able to wrap that project up. It sold. And um, now I'm just closing on my ninth project. Wow. Nine. And then, but you're doing them for other people too. So words getting out, like you obviously do phenomenal work. So people are now saying, Hey, will you come do my project? Yes, correct. And, and when I started my business, Beckman house, I never planned on taking on clients. That was never the part of the business plan. Um, and all through social media, I gained a lot of clients. Right. Yeah. So it's been, that's been a wonderful part of the project as well. So what, what do you do with the, the clients? I'm just curious. This is, I'm not, uh, I don't work well with others that way. I just do my own, but I think that's awesome that you can and do. And so do you, you go through, you do your renderings with them, pick out all the products, help let them participate in some of that, all of it, none of it. Yeah. It depends on the client. Okay. It really depends on the client. Some clients want to be involved as much as possible. Some don't want to be involved. Um, and so it also depends on the remodel. So if I'm doing a full house remodel versus just a bathroom, right. I will do a few different design boards to get their the aesthetic down, uh, right. color palettes, and then we can either go tile shopping together, slab shopping, or I can show them options, bring it to them. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna steal some ideas. You're you're uh, you're kind of you know you're being monitored right now, so you got to <laughs> tell me Where, what's your favorite tile place. I'm just curious. Oh, well, that's that's a tough one. It depends on the project. It depends on the budget too. Um, I love Facings of America. Where's that at? 
There's two locations. There's one in Phoenix. Okay. And there's one in Scottsdale. Nice. They have some great options. Um, I love Famosa Tile. That's in California. They have amazing nice options. Um, but it all, it depends on Bedrosians is great too. Okay. Depends on the price point. Right. Okay. So of these projects, I think I know what one's been your favorite, which is probably the lowest profit one. Is that, would you say that's your favorite one or just favorite from a learning standpoint? So that was probably, I'll never forget that one. Right. You know, that was where I was able to quit my job and learn so much. That's the one after one. I quit mm-hmm. my job yeah. was to date the hardest project I've ever done. That's you were challenged. Like, yeah. Well, it's, it had to work out that way. Right. Like it's like, Oh my gosh, did I make the right decision? Should I have quit my job? Yes. Oh my God. Yeah. Yes. So that one was, so I quit my job mm-hmm. up to this point, up to that point, I was able to qualify for a mortgage, which is another oh, great reason man. to start this as a side business. Right. While you're working for someone else, because you have your W-2s, you can qualify for mortgages. I just had right. to hold it for four months. Right. Um, so, Versus being self-employed, you guys, it's two years. You have to be employed for two yes. years to qualify. Yes. So. so the first job or the first the first house after I quit my job, it was my first hard money deal. So I was nervous. Never mm-hmm. used hard money. Um, for those of you who don't know, hard money is a higher interest interest rate. You usually have to pay points or percentages on the loan up front. Right. Um, in this particular hard money deal, I could only have it for eight months. So told my contractor, we have to get this done fast. I'm really nervous. It's hard money. He said, don't worry. Don't worry. It will be it's easy. Right. All so of them. Said, okay. That's when you run. <laughs> yeah. That's when I should have run. So. We are supposed to pull permits. I'm paying my contractor to pull permits. I'm paying draftsman fees. Long story short, we get shut down by the city for not having these permits. Okay. Lesson learned. Now I pull my own permits, so right. I know they're getting pulled. Yeah. Um, so we get shut down for a month. Wow. While on hard money, we had to redo, it was almost $20,000 worth of work wow. that they did incorrectly. Um, and then, and then it sat and it went, it finally went under contract and that inspector scared the new home buyer. So they canceled. So it's back on the market. I'm getting a, a notice from the hard money lender saying, if you don't pay this off in one month, we're on month seven now. Okay. You don't pay this off in one month. Your fee alone is $32,000. Wow. Talk about scary. I mean, everything that could have gone wrong on this project really did go wrong. And, um, thankfully we, we have, we got a new buyer. It closed, um, six months or six weeks until that eighth month period. And, um, I'm shocked. I even made a profit on that. It was actually a really good profit. I would, I would have been thankful that I broke even on that. Um, but that I probably learned the most. Okay. That was a very challenging project. And, um, but every challenge, I think it just, it makes you stronger. It really does. Um, now, problems that come up seem so minuscule compared to that project. And and then I just kept the momentum. You know, I didn't let that stop me. Right. And Well, yeah, you, you, you can't. You kind of just have to keep going, right? So you do. good for you. Right. Some, and uh, we see a lot of people that, because of market adjustments and maybe they have a specific model, 
that they're, they didn't adapt to the new market, so they get out of it. And so it's it's always sad to see that too, where people maybe they they lost, took some beatings, but you got to just stick with it. It's just you know, it's a cycle. I explained to people. Yeah, so. and it really does come with the territory. You know, they're not they will not always be easy. Right. And you just have to take the good ones with the bad ones and, and choose to learn from them. Right. Absolutely. Good. Good point. You you do every one of them. Um, I'm sure is a learning experience. I feel like I continue to learn on every single one something, mm-hmm. right? So, um, okay. Curious, like working with contractors, working with subs, how do you manage that? I, it just, I'm curious. Well, I'm at the job site a lot. Okay. Um, and so they know, they know my, they know how I work. They know I like to be involved as much as I can. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll ask them a ton of questions and, it's probably a good thing that you do because it lets them know you understand and know. Right. And so they're not going to try right. to. And plus, you've probably been working with most of them for a minute now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I have. So. Um, do they so, tell on each other? Not usually, okay, but they're pretty good. good. Okay. I, I think I finally found some pretty good ones. That's good. That's not, good. They're hard to come by. Yes. The keepers. So, yeah. Um, but. But they know my work. They know my quality. And, and I will absolutely make them redo things if it's not right the first time. So mm-hmm. um, I think because of that, they know they yeah. they just have to do it right. Do, do you, um, when you had the GC originally, would you push back on him and would he push back on you? If some of the work wasn't quite done, like would he try to justify it? Like, in the beginning, yes. Okay. And that's that was one of the reasons specifically on a few projects down the road, I thought, I really need to learn this stuff myself because right. some things that he would push back on, I didn't know if that if he was pushing back because that was the truth or if it was because save money. Yeah. To save money or he just didn't want to do it that the way. Right, and so the right way. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, we, we see that and we have uh students that are going through that process that get that pushback. So I was just curious, just wanted to hear that from you. Um, okay. So words of advice to anybody looking to get started in, in real estate investing, what would you tell them? I would tell them that it really is okay to start where you are. You don't have to quit your job to start this. And, um, from my experience, looking back, I'm really glad that I didn't Mm -hmm. because I was able to use my income from my job to pay for my remodels. And that was very beneficial at the time. Um, a lot of people say, I want to quit my job. I want to do this full time, which is great. But I think get a few under your belt and learn your processes too. Um, my processes have developed immensely since I've started and that's helped me a lot. Um, I would say, to not let fear stop you because it's very easy to get in this analysis paralysis where you're constantly just analyzing deals right. and take the leap of faith and, you know, do your first deal. Once you get your first deal under your belt, you're going to want to do more. Right. So that first deal is so it's like important. Crack. It's like crack, you guys. It is. Um, even if you don't make anything, I mean, right. the, the knowledge of your first deal so far outweighs the profit that, Okay. I heard this quote. Um, it said, you'll never get rich on your first deal, but you'll get rich because of your first deal. Very well said. And it made so much sense. I think I said that. Am I quoted somewhere saying that? John Troutman. Someone might've stole it. So if you see someone else's name on it, just know it was mine. 
Sounds like something I'd say. Uh, no, I, I, I like that. Um, and all good advice. So with, in regards to your first deal or deals in general, like where do you, I know you're looking at doing commercial, mm-hmm. right? So what's yeah, next? That's my goal this year. All right. This year. You're... This year. I've said it to a few people, so I'm putting it out there. Yeah, that's good. I, I love commercial. I, I think it's less scary than what people, I mean, you're going through the process. You could see it, right? It's very different. I mean, the process alone so far seems very different than residential. Right. Um, but that's because I've never, I've never done a commercial deal before. So it's all, that aspect is very new to me. Yeah. It's, I think cause there's different options, right? Like there's different, there's so much more you could do with a commercial asset than a residential in right. my opinion. So anyways, it's, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing you do your first commercial deal and post it, go through the process. Thank you. I have six months left to get one. Yeah. You'll do it before this year. So yeah, looking, I'm constantly looking. Well, okay. So the viewers that are watching, how, how do they follow you? What's the best way to follow you on Instagram? Primarily on Instagram. Yeah. Okay. At Beckman house. Okay. Beckman house. Yes. So I post all my projects. I post behind the scenes during the renovation process and is this before and after is a lot. Is the commercial property going to be like, are you going to do pastries out of part of it? I'm just curious. <laughs> I don't know. I don't really have time to bake anymore, but we'll see. No. B- baking. I, I told Brandon you were bringing a cake or something and nothing. <laughs> so I, I do appreciate you coming in today. Uh, I think for viewers that are watching, I do want to say what I wasn't going to bring this up, but I'm curious, like, I just think it's in general people getting started have, it's a tough, it's a tougher deal, right? Getting started. Mm -hmm. And it probably comes up. I'm seeing, I'm seeing, we're seeing as a company, uh, more and more women involved in real estate investing. And I think it's, I think it's great watching, uh, women engage in the process because it's different. Um, like Carrie over there, her husband is my GC. Oh, that's great. And, And, uh, it, it wasn't so great. Was Would you guys talk about me around dinner sometimes, the dinner table? That's what I like to hear, all positive <laughs> stuff. They probably like have like a voodoo doll of me there. Yeah, that's good. That means I did my job. That means good things right over here. But um, no, like learning how to deal with some of these guys that are, I think, a little uh, aggressive in the way that they take a stance on justifying their, their work. That's been my experience watching mm-hmm. from – a third party look, looking at how some of them do work. And that's why I'm all for like everybody being their own GC. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the only way that you're going to truly learn and have control over the whole process and, and uh, make sure it's done right the mm-hmm. way that you want it to be done and uh, getting rid of that. I do use Brian. He's the only GC that I use in the Valley period, the end. So I will say that, but, uh, for the most part, we do most of the work ourselves, but we encourage people to as well mm-hmm. on their first. We always have, we want them to work with GCs while they learn the process because right. it's, because it is important. So it's that necessary plug your ears, necessary evil. <laughs> Come on. Don't look at me like that. You're here anyway. So, uh, if you could talk about that a little bit. Well, I think that's where the knowledge is so important to have, especially being a woman in this industry. I've seen it. I've seen it firsthand where they don't expect you to know 
Right. Um, and I didn't know when I first started flipping houses, I didn't know a lot, a lot of things that went on in construction. Um, but that's why I took it upon myself to learn. Um, and that has come in very handy on numerous occasions where I would push back and say, well, I've, I've done it a different way. So can we, you know, right. then the conversation starts and they realize, oh, wow, she knows more than I thought she did. Right. Um, and then that level of respect comes in as well. But I would just say it is so important to be at your job sites. Um, flipping houses is a lot of work and I'm very hands-on. Um, so being active, asking questions, if you don't know, just ask. Right. And I like to be involved too. Right. I think that's key for everybody. It doesn't matter who you are. Like you have to park the ego, especially in the beginning and just ask as many questions as possible. It's okay. Not to, not to know. Just ask. Right. Right. Well, good stuff. Uh, again, I appreciate you coming on today, sharing your story, some tips and advice for the people here. Um, one last thing I keep forgetting to ask, are you still using the MLS to find your properties or do you use wholesalers? I would say still 75% of my deals are on the MLS. Thank you. And I hear all the time, you, there's not any deals on the MLS. I will tell you firsthand that the last deal that I did on the MLS, um, was my largest profit to date. Wow. And I was able to do that because yes, it was on the MLS. It was on there, I want to say maybe 60 days. And it was a 1300 square foot home, but I realized I could add value. There's a 10, there's a 12 foot side yard. Wow. And so I realized I could build out 820 square feet. Nice. And by doing that, not only am I adding value, but I could justify paying a little bit higher per square foot going in because mm -hmm. I knew I would get that return. Right. Um, on that home, I was able to add a huge open concept kitchen. Um, an interior laundry room, the laundry room was at the time in the garage. So I brought that inside, added a fourth bedroom, a powder room and a dining area that house sold. Um, and, and it was just, it was great. It was, like I said, my best profit to date. And that was on the MLS. That's awesome. I tell people all the time, we find properties all the time on the MLS. It's, and it's, do you want to speak to why you, you think you find them on the MLS? Like so much, so often. Well, I'm just always looking. Yeah. I'm always looking on the MLS and in submitting offers. Right. You know, when people say, I can't find a deal, I can't find a property. How many offers have you submitted? Right. Um, you put in 10 offers, you might get one, you know? Right. So I I think That's you need to look. And and you, you also need to constantly be looking to be able to determine if it's a good deal or not. Right. You know. Do you, do you focus in on certain areas as well? Definitely. Right. Definitely. I have only about three areas that I really like to be in and I like to become the expert in that area. Right. So again, when someone thing comes on the market, I know right away if it's a good deal or not, because I know that neighborhood. So you probably look at the MLS three to four times a day, I'm guessing. Yeah. Multiple times a day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. All right. Well, there you go. Some more, so, some more, uh, words of wisdom there you guys so again thank you for coming today i appreciate it and uh we'll uh talk to you guys soon yeah thank you for having me truth or truth or comfort <laughs>